Thank you, everyone, for tuning into Written in Blood History, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And it's here we believe that history is people, and these are their stories, and they are written in blood. I'm still getting used to using that tagline. I don't know why it took me so long to incorporate it into the show. But I'm going to use this almost episode slot to do a little bit of a long overdue housekeeping. I wanted to bring you guys in the loop on some of my activities outside of history podcasting and also discuss a temporary possible change to the show schedule. First and foremost, you guys as an audience have been so incredibly supportive and kind and overall pleasant to interact with. In fact, I think the only negative interaction I've had with an audience member had to do with somebody who thought that my show was part of a psyops plot by the CIA to sow discord across the world or something, which is really incredible that this person thinks that highly of me, but whatever. It's at least an interaction I'll never forget. But nonetheless, because of you guys, I have a good bit of awesome reviews on Apple Podcasts, which is probably the single best way for an indie podcaster to grow their show. I have also been the humble beneficiary of an amazing group of patrons that fund this whole thing. And I don't acknowledge them by name as often as I should, so I'd like to take a few minutes now to give them the credit that they deserve. First and foremost, not only because she was my first patron, but because she also does, I think, more for the indie podcast community than anybody else. And that's Kara. For those of you who know, you know who Kara is and why many of us owe a debt to the Queen of History podcasts. Kara runs the Twitter hashtag Time Travel Talks, where history fans from all over engage in all sorts of fantastic history discussions. She also recently became a co-host of the Body Count History podcast, so look them up, grab a drink, and give them a listen. They're hilarious and educational at the same time. Next is my Uncle Mike and Aunt Joni, their dear family of mine, who were early supporters. After that, my brother-in-law Peter, whose opinion of the show I hold in higher value than almost anybody else. After that is Aaron, as well as her husband Michael, who also recently became a patron. They're friends of ours from Northwest Indiana that I wish we got to see more often. I have another brother-in-law, Walter, who's a patron. He's, over the years, become as close as an actual brother to me. After him is my own little sisters, Stephanie and Heather. They have been really supportive and helpful, especially in word-of-mouth advertising for me. After them is Jordan. Jordan, I don't know who you are, but you're awesome, and I really appreciate the support. And next is Granny. Granny is an incredible matriarch in my wife's family, and someday, if she'll let me, I'd love to do an interview of her own story for the show. It's harrowing. After her is my cousin Nick, and I don't get to see him as often as I wish I did since we live in separate states, but Nick, thank you so much for the support. Next is somebody who goes by the name AP, and AP, I don't know who you are, but thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. After that is my buddy Ryan. Ryan is an awesome guy and a dependable friend. Thank you, Ryan. After Ryan is Olga, and Olga, like some of the others, I don't know you, but I can't thank you enough. Your support means so much to me. Next is another awesome brother-in-law that I have, Charles. He's in the Navy. Charles, you rock, and telling me that my show is badass is still probably the best compliment I've ever received, so thank you very much. Benjamin is next. For those of you who don't know Benjamin, he is the host of Thugs and Miracles, a show on the history of the French monarchy. Ben's show is a class act, and in my humble opinion, one of the best podcasts out there now. The fact that another history podcaster has become a patron is extremely humbling to me. Ben has also been a long and early supporter of Written in Blood, and when I was new to Twitter, I think he was the first person to retweet one of my episodes. And so Ben, you've been an invaluable podcast friend. Thank you so much. I have another friend, Ryan, who's a patron. Ryan and his family, they run a fantastic microgreen business right here in my neighborhood. And he's just such a cool guy. The whole family's awesome. 
After that is John D., who became a patron last month. And John, like some of the others, I don't know you, but thank you, thank you, thank you for the support. And last but not least is Mark from Australia. Mark is my most recent patron, and he reached out with some really nice compliments for the show, and he also said that he would like me to find a different intro and outro effect for the episodes, which is something I've been contemplating anyway, and if anybody has any suggestions for a type of effect they would like to hear, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'd love to know what you guys want to hear in the show. So Mark, thanks again. I really appreciate the support. And to all the patrons of Written in Blood History, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think most of you know that I am a father and a husband. And in fact, fatherhood is one of my inspirations for doing this podcast in the first place. The hope is that through learning and understanding people in history, and I mean real people with all their faults and all their virtues, we can make better decisions in the present and the future. As a family, over the past two years, we've really seriously dived into homesteading. And coming out of winter now, we have some 30, 35 chickens, or laying hens, I should say. We have three milking goats, and we've also raised and butchered turkeys and rabbits. And for the record, I don't recommend rabbits. They're for some people, but they didn't work out well for us. This year, we're ramping up to increase our infrastructure to handle more meat birds and goats and possibly a horse. We've also recently purchased our first beehive, so we should be introducing the queen and some of the worker bees in the next few weeks. And I'm also in the process of clearing out another two acres of pasture. So that being said, this spring is really, really busy. And it's interesting to me, though, that my love of history seems to pair nicely with my apparent interest in homesteading. And I, I did, it's not something I expected. Maybe it's just the old world nature that just fit my temperament. Who knows? Anyway, this brings me to the show schedule. Because of all this spring activity, I decided to let you guys know that there could be some missed Almost episodes coming down the road. I began the Almost episodes about a year ago as a way to keep in closer contact with all of you and make sure that I was able to tell stories that just couldn't be full-length episodes, but were still great stories nonetheless. And I'm actually breaking a fundamental rule of podcast marketing. I technically should be adding episode frequency. The idea is if a podcaster just pumps out content, any content, it will inherently increase his monthly downloads, which in the world of podcasting is all that matters, really. It's all about the downloads that you get per month, at least if you're in it for money. If this was a business, that's the key metric. Fortunately for me and you, I'm not never was in this for the money. I'm not a historian who needs to pay off a student loan. As a matter of fact, I never even graduated high school. Nonetheless, I love learning about people in history, and this show and all of you help me do that in a meaningful and rewarding way, and it seems you guys really enjoy it too. Now, small caveat, if Spotify were to offer me $100 million for an exclusivity contract like they did Joe Rogan, well, everybody has their price. But my point is, the last thing I would want to do to you is run myself short on time and energy and rush to record some shoddy, thrown-together, almost episode. I'm not going to do it. Every episode has deep emotional meaning for me, and it's going to stay that way no matter what. Thus, if I miss an almost episode, it's because I'm busy on the farm, and I didn't want to put out crap. Now, as the summer winds down, I think I can probably resume the regular schedule that comes up, maybe August or September. And as far as the monthly full-length episodes, those are all still happening on schedule. Those aren't going to change. In fact, I've already got the next three episodes recorded, so I'm really excited about them, by the way. And so I may get antsy and decide to do the almost episodes, but I just wanted to let you guys know if the 15th of the month comes around and there's no almost episode, it's because I'm busy with chickens or goats or honeybees or something of that nature. So that's all it is. There will still always be the monthly episodes that release on the first. 
A couple of other housekeeping notes. I have stopped posting my episodes on YouTube. There's really no reason for that other than time and making good use of my time. It takes a long time to post an episode to YouTube. And frankly, nobody really watches them there anyway. So I'm just going to drop that. Also, Instagram. I do have an Instagram account for the show. And there are a decent amount of people who follow me there. But again... Instagram, for purposes of this show, is not really a useful platform, and I'm just trying to make sure that I'm optimizing my time. Facebook and Twitter, those are the main social media platforms that you can find me. There's a new social media platform called Clubhouse that I'm exploring. At this point, it's invite-only. I'm on there. Thank you, Kara, for sending me the invite. I'm trying to figure out if there's a good way to integrate that into the show. I'm not sure. More to come on that. But right now, email's excellent, Facebook is great, and Twitter's a good place to find me as well. So that's it. This episode was a little bit longer than I anticipated. Hopefully I didn't bore you with (laughs) my ramblings about goats and sheep and whatnot. But I have been meaning to give a shout out to my patrons at the very least for a while now. And this seemed like a good time to do it. So as always, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out to me. Like I said, Facebook, Twitter, email, you know all that information already. And so this has been Written in Blood History, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where history is people. These are their stories and they are written in blood. I think I'm getting better at that. See you later. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever you know i think the pause right there is probably more important than the word amazing athletes like boxing champion buster douglas when a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up that's when i knew it was over yeah Yeah. right and yes bigfoot chasers do you believe in bigfoot and if so does he really eat beef jerky (laughs) the bigfoot thing is people have seen these and and i've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it it's whiskey business with dino chapotas join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.